0: Yeah, motherfucker, you heard what I just said. I'm just said. a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I don't like margarine. I much prefer the taste of butter. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. My favorite movies as a kid was Superman and Ghostbusters. i just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I have a hard time opening my eyes underwater. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. And I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan. On the contrary, I'm a massively uh, Nicolas Cage fan. Uh, and welcome back to the regular, everyday, normal guys. I am Paul. That is Clint. How are you, Clint?
1: I'm going great. Um, just quickly, what's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie?
0: Ooh. I don't know. He's got so many bad ones mine. that I love. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll say my National Treasure.
0: Love it. Oh, uh, yeah, I do love National Treasure. I, I do watch them. There, that's. I have a weird thing that I do. I watch certain movies when I go to bed. I like having them on in the background, and. National Treasure 1 and 2 is on that rotation. It's on my, put me to yep. sleep rotation, but and not because it's bad, but <laughs> because it's good.
1: And Face Off as well.
0: Face Off is good. Um, there's another crap one that's on, hey. uh Next, that one with Jessica Biel, when he can see oh, into the future. My. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He also did a, a, a cool comedy back in the day with like James Khan and uh, what's the girl from... Um, Sex in the City, what's her name, the main one?
1: Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Her, do you remember that one? Something about they get married in Las Vegas. Anyway, that's a good crap one. It's like an early 90s one that you would like. Anyway, getting off movies, because um, that was last week. (laughs) I know how much you love movies, (laughs) and if anyone mentions fucking Marvel again around you, I'm running away, because I just I don't want to fucking know about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear you talk about that shit anymore. look mate
1: you brought it up you you (laughs) asked the questions i just uh you know i I got in, i got in my jam i got in my moment and i just um i couldn't stop me i'm like a windy toy once you wind me up and get me going
0: (laughs) you can't be stopped when marvel's around um but anyway we got a lot a lot of good feedback um from that episode so thank you to everyone who's listening and um sending in questions and sending in feedback we're really enjoying it and that's why we started this in the first place is to to get the discussion going in a positive way during all this crap. I know everyone's bored and everyone doesn't have much to do and um, yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep this momentum going. It's it's going good. But this week, uh, a lot of your questions and a lot of your talking points and discussions have been about uh, music, which to us has been uh, probably even more so, uh, more influential in our life than than movies is, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nice I like that. Um, yeah, music um, from a young age. Um, uh, I know my story, and knowing you for a long time, knowing how your parents influenced you, and um, about you start a soft cleaner. How did you first get into music? Uh,
1: and- oh, early. Um, growing up, my my dad played in bands my mum played in bands and sang my grandparents my uncles my aunties i've been around music in that kind of industry for a long time grandfather was pretty well known in the country music side of things especially in the melbourne scene and then through that he got my dad into the band and then from that my dad met my mum so without kind of music i wouldn't be here in a weird way but my, my parents played a massive part in my, especially very early, my musical tastes and, you know, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s rock and roll and 70s and 80s and then kind of took over. My older sister then started introducing me into the 90s music, you know, Vanilla Ice and uh, Salt and Pepper and stuff like that. And then you go through the times, you start liking the stuff that you like and then uh, meeting you, I get, I get a lot of the newer music via you and then even older stuff that i thought i knew everything of you you introduced me into new stuff and mm. lately i've got teenage kids so they all they've all shown me even newer stuff and like i'm, I'm a massive Shawn mendes fan thanks to the oldest teenager so <laughs> I went to his concert it was fantastic so mm. I, i've been pretty lucky that everybody who i've ever been around has it just it's, it's always been musically inclined in a in a weird way but my my parents Played a massive, massive role in um, in my love for mm. music. Uh, I know, I know. Your mum, your mum was in a band as well.
0: Yeah, my mum, uh, being a single mother, growing up, and she worked obviously full time jobs, and then sung in bands on the weekends. And fuck, this is going to sound bad, but it's actually <laughs> really good. Sometimes, whether it be not being able to find people to look after us, or and then later on me falling in love with it but she used to take me to these gigs as you know I can't even remember how old but it was young like too young to be there four or five years old sitting in the sound booth and I actually remember that moment where whoever the sound engineer guy was gave me headphones and I was freaking out because I couldn't believe because obviously they they were all mic'd up the drums are mic'd the guitars I could only hear the band and I'm just doing like Taking my earphones off and on, off and on, going, holy shit, how is this, how is this happening? Like, it sounds like I'm listening to a CD, you know, or a tape at the time, you know. I, I couldn't believe that that side of it just hooked me. And obviously yeah. the, the drums being a I always loved the drums and it turned into me playing the drums since I was five years old. But yeah, my mum taking me to gigs, she did um, she was in a 80s, 90s, oh, wouldn't it be 90s, it would it be, call it 70s, 80s cover band. If I remember right, they were called Dags in Space, which is a crap name looking back. <laughs> <laughs> and then she did lots of um, Italian music and sung at weddings. Yeah, she's still got a, a, a really good voice too. And She always did harmonies, so I always hear her when we hear music and she's trying to do that first harmony and then go higher again. The second, actually that's another thing she did that blew me away. She used to record off this, just this tape deck and record, you know, the lead and then record the, the harmony and then record the harmony again. But like, you know, one take each time. Cause you didn't, there was no room for error. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, she was doing looping before it was cool. It, I, I, Couldn't believe it for the time. And then looking back, and I haven't really thought about it much since, but looking back now and thinking about it, it's pretty amazing the things that she did and the way that it sounded. I should try and actually ask her to find one of these tapes and we can play it in a later episode and show. We'll put put it on socials or something.
1: Yeah. What's one one song that she did that sticks in your mind that just, even like if you heard her sing it now, it would still give you chills?
0: Probably some of the Italian stuff, you know, like the Italian love songs, uh, Ave Maria, that type of stuff is more the chills. But there's a lot of 70s, 80s songs that just I would never have known if not for her. And then, you know, I'm, I'm growing up and then you start dating and you're playing these songs and I, I just remember getting looks like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you know, and it, it would be like... <laughs> actually, I think, we were, <laughs> I think we, were, we were talking about it the other day, that... Is it John Paul Young? Yes. Uh, Ozzy, that song? No, 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 not him. The I Hate The Music one. Uh, I hate the music because i sing that song so well. You don't know that one? Who's that? Sing it, man. Just Keep vibing. <laughs> <hit my band. laughs> anyway, I was thinking about that the other day. Or it came on or, on Foxtel. And I was like, wow, that reminds me of Mum more. That even um, jump in my car. I remember them singing that. I remember them doing lots of um, Mickey, hey Mickey, and actually the oh, one yes, yes, that yep. actually hooked me completely, Ballroom Blitz, just because of the drumming and I track. and the way that the, the, the lead singer at the uh, in that band, Daisy and Spate, the lead singer was awesome, and the way that he would do the back and forwards with the harmonies uh, with my mum, and, and it was unreal. It was so good. What about I, you? I've
1: got a now that I'm now that I'm older, I've got a um, a better appreciation, especially for my mum's voice. Like, I, same deal. I always used to go to gigs and hear my mum sing and I always knew she was good and, and you know, the people would constantly tell me how good she was. But mm. now that I'm a little bit older, I have a b- better appreciation for it. And recently at my sister's house, we found one of her old records and a band that she sang for mm. uh, called Denver. And on that album... She does a version of "How Great Thou Art," and wow, just thinking about it now, I've actually got chills. Her version of "How Great Thou Art," just her vocals on it, are something that has to be listened to. It's it's insane. i oh, I've got to share it with you. You mm. you'll love it. Did you say your sister? Um, that's probably my mum. Oh, man, your mum. My mum I thought you were talking
0: about your sister yeah. for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. she
1: doesn't. She she doesn't sing. Okay. Um. My my dad's got vocals and he sounds a little bit like Elvis. And uh, so probably my favorite version or favorite song that he does is a song called it's now or never back in his younger days. He used to, he used to be able to get up higher and, and and just really nail it. But uh, you know, the song, uh, you'll know it. uh, Oh, solo mio. Yeah. It's, um, it's similar to that, okay. but uh, he used to he used to hit that stuff, and it, it it'd send chills up up and down your spine. But I'll find how great they are for you. I've got it. I know that I've got it. I'll chop it up. I'll send it to you. Cool. Listen to it, and it's 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 magical. Absolutely magical. All
0: right, cool. We'll find um, I'll find my mum's stuff too, and we'll revisit this uh, in another episode. It sounds like a plan.
1: You were touching on earlier on. You played the drums. I, I know that you play the drums. Uh, <laughs> did you play anything else?
0: You know, always through watching some ter- ter- certain movie or finding a musician I like that would be, you know, an awesome guitarist or pianist, and then I'd gain interest for like five seconds and then get really bored of it, just because I'm not good <laughs> at. It. I got fat fingers and I'm good at smashing the drums and just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's amazing though how when you start growing up and you start listening to different music and drumming you know after growing up with mum and and only really listening to 70s 80s and then whatever was popular in the 90s to starting to drum and then getting introduced to heavy metal and harder rock and things that when I was younger thinking this is too crazy and too angry for me and then just really appreciating the drumming and that mixed with our friend and a former football teammate, Amir Banks, got us into some crazy heavy metal. And then, geez, I reckon for a year or two straight there, it was pretty much my whole playlist was, was that and you would have remembered because we were living together at the time. And stemming further from that, more recently uh, listening to a lot of jazz drumming and really appreciating their art. It's, it's like another level. Each time you listen to this, New stuff. It doesn't matter how fast it is, how slow it is. The the technical side of, I don't know. Have you seen the movie Whiplash, for example? Yeah, yeah, great movie. Unreal movie, and I know that's a bit um, next level in the way that they break down those characters. But to show that side of drumming and the technical side and being able to keep that beat and keep the band, you're basically the timekeeper. Yeah, backbone. You're <laughs> yeah. The yeah, yeah. Oh, just blows you away, Uh, and and now more metal drummers. You know um, the recently passed away Slipknot drummer Joey Jordanson, and then my other favorite drummer from Avenged, who passed away, uh, the Rev. Major influences in in what I play now, and unfortunately, because of how much I work, I don't get a chance to ever, you know, play in bands or anything anymore. But I still enjoy. I use it as cardio now. Pretty much, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't I don't work out as much as I used to and when I think uh, I should go for a run, I'm like, nah, let's just go smash the drums for half an hour and smash the drums. <laughs> it works out the same. <laughs> what about you? I, I remember you playing the saxophone.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I, I played the saxophone through high school, um, but that was my sister used to play as well and she was fantastic. She was studying to be like a the doctor of music. She was going to the conservatory of music and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of followed in her footsteps, picked it up, played for well, four years, um, mm. put it down, never picked it back up again. And more recently, just as a bit of fun, I tried to learn how to play the ukulele, but oh, yeah. I dabbled in drums at high school. and mm. But now that I'm older, I have a, a better appreciation for those people that can play musical instruments, and now I, I regret not – playing something, not sticking with it. So mm. uh, either learning guitar or even piano I think would have been fascinating. But my my cousin, he's he's a fucking freak of a musician, absolute mm. freak. He can pick up anything, play anything and he can sing and I hate his guts. I hope you're listening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and when you watch people like um, Dave Grohl, it's like, oh, you know, you're only like the drummer in one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time and then unfortunately, you know, the – he died and you started your own thing and just, oh, you know, I'll just play the guitar and sing in this one and just be amazing at that. And then he can play the piano. Yeah. Fuck you. It's not
1: fair. It's the same as like guys like fucking Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. And Mm. I understand they're in the music industry. It's what they do. They're always around instruments and all that kind of stuff. But when you can sing the way that you do dance, the way you do play instruments, the way you do, it's just like, leave some talent on the planet for the rest of us. Just a little bit, please
0: just give me some of that you know how much money do you need man (laughs) (laughs) all right do you remember the first concert you went to oh first concert i went to i know we've been to a bunch together but let's start with your first
1: i think it may have been john farnham age of Reason
0: concert Sorry, I forgot to tell you, I'm going to come in uh, periodically with just some random tunes to get you going. <laughs>
1: just random music. <laughs> Can you at least make it appropriate? It sounds like I've got a uh, like a, this sexual love for John Farnham. <laughs> <laughs> True.
0: Hey, man, John Farnham, hey. that voice is an instrument in itself. Just unreal. unreal. Freak freak of a man. I,
1: I, I actually remember getting back to like the – one of our first podcasts. One of the presents I got gifted once was a VHS video Mm. and it was of the John Farnham concert, Whispering Jack. Wow. And I remember looking at this VHS going, what the fuck is this shit? I don't know who this person is, got no idea. So knowing that my family... Is very musically gifted. I went to my uncle and go to my mom. Who's John Farnham? What does he sing? And they're like, Oh, you know, he sings that song, "Raindrops Are Falling on Your Head." And I'm like, What? And they're like, Sadie, the cleaning lady. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to watch this man. And then it wasn't until months later uh, I put it on and I watched it. I don't, I don't remember a lot of it. I was really young. I remember mm. that. I just remember us having a hard time getting there. The concert just went by so quickly, but yeah, John,
0: F- John, Farnham, Age of Reason. What was yours? My first, and this is probably my earliest memory, and I can't believe that I can still re- I can still remember seeing the crowd. It was at Rod Laver. It was 1991, so I would have been four, and it was Lenny Kravitz on the Let Love Rule tour. Oh wow. <laughs> I I could still remember the crowd singing Let Love Rule because. When he would break it down to that bridge to the chorus, you got to let love rule. And then the whole crowd, let. Oh, I could still oh, hear it. it yeah. Nuts. And yeah. Um, obviously, being hooked on drums already, I was just, my, the whole concert was me looking at Cindy Blackman. I, I was already loved the drummer. Plus, it was a chick drummer, which blew my mind because I was young. She had a big afro, and I just, loved it and followed her career uh, all the way up until now.
1: God, that would have
0: been mental hearing those lyrics.
1: Like I'm just – I'm yeah. thinking about it now, but that was when Are You Going to Go My Way was
0: yeah. huge.
1: Like, uh, oh, amazing. Would have been – Do you remember when Michael Jackson Michael Jackson came to town?
0: I don't. I'm pretty sure my mum – I think it was 95, 93, 95, somewhere around there. I know he came earlier uh, as well. He definitely came in 87. Because, uh, yeah, it was the year that my grandmother passed away and I remember my mum uh, always tells me this story of um, me being young and her mother passing away and them having uh, tickets to go to see MJ and they, oh, weren't, yeah. they weren't sure whether they wanted to go or not, but they sort of convinced each other, the family, like, you know, mum would have wanted you to go. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, MJ, wow. another massive influence I, I, in uh, both of us. I know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember all I remember from nine, from whenever he came. I didn't get to go to the concert. I was I was only young, but I would love to it. But I remember them just driving the big history statue on the freeway and just yes. helicopters reporting about it. I actually it. remember and that. <laughs> just, it was yeah. just, I just remember them sort of giving it an escort down to the MCG on 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 the mm. freeway, and I, I that that is still in my head. And at the time. I'm too young. I don't really I didn't have the appreciation for Michael Jackson that I do now. Mm. But man, nowadays, what you would give to go and see Michael Jackson live in concert at the MCG. Be insane.
0: That would be that Queen would be another one. Just all time favourites that would love to see live. Just the the brilliant live performers. MJ, Queen. Mm. What's been the um what's been your favorite concert? I did love Oh, God, we've been to so many. But one that sticks out in my mind just from pure excitement, knowing all the songs, got, losing my absolute shit would have been Avenged Sevenfold at um, at Festival Hall. Just because it was close, it was intimate, sounds awesome in there. Yeah. We're pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we Goes hope. without saying. <laughs> But um, you know, you go to concerts and you love the artists, but they might sing five, six songs that you just like. Meh. I'll go get a drink. I'll go to the toilet. You know. But I just remember that concert, just being engaged for two hours and just them blowing my face off and loving it. I uh, would have been so good to see. I'm
1: I'm dirty. I missed that
0: one. Mm. Dirty. What about you?
1: My what? My, my favourite is probably the Metallica concert we went oh, to yeah. That's the true. world, the Last of the World tour, yeah. but. I remember leading up to it, you had been to you had been to see him like four times previously to that. <laughs> yeah, they played um, three shows and, and, in a row. <laughs> yeah, and mm. you you went to all of them, I went and to all I, of them. I was only I, I knew I was going to the last one. I was so excited, mm. but I, I'm I remember I was texting you flat out. I'm just like, did they play this song? Did they play Fuel? Did they play this? Did they play <laughs> that? And you're like, nah, man, they didn't play it. And I'm like, fuck, I hope they play it the night we go. And you're like, eh, I don't think so. I've heard them twenty five times live. They haven't done it. And then we rock up and we're two rows from the front. Yeah, We see Lamb of God first mm. and they come out and do the first song. And then the second song, they just start off and they're just like, this concert's for you. And they do fuel. Mm. My brain exploded. <laughs> and it just set the tone for the rest of the night. It was fantastic. But then the the ultimate point or the ultimate part of the the concert was when Every single person in there was singing "Master of Puppets."
0: Mm.
1: It was just amazing. I was it, I, Metallica for me, head and shoulders was just the best.
0: That was a good one. Jeez, how many other concerts you reckon we've been to? Oh, so, dude, we've been we to
1: we've been to Steel Panther. We've been to festivals. We've been to Backstreet Boys. Uh, we've been <laughs> to so many nineties <laughs> we boy bands. Um, yeah, we did. We went and saw um, Boys to Men.
0: Boyster man uh Hansen, we went and saw Hanson yeah. was
1: Handsome was a weird one that was mm. that was a sh- that was a strange concert 5 um, oh yes five. 5 that was insane that, that was, I was a good surprised
0: one. how good that was that was really good I even mean, though it was only 3 of them but it was still 5
1: <laughs> and then then there have been a, a couple of those like uh 90s smash hits ones like the yeah yeah, um, yeah. the old yeah. Yeah. school ones yeah and yeah
0: stuff
1: yeah that one was good but, which were all good. If if you had to pick one, out of every single artist, dead or alive, one concert, one live show, who would you be? Who would it be?
0: It's so hard to pick one because I, but it has to be MJ. It has to be Michael Jackson. But then you know, coming in, one millimeter behind is Queen, and then one millimeter behind them is. The Beatles and one millimetre behind them is Elvis. You know, it's just, just too many legends. Yep. Yeah. What about you? The,
1: the only reason why I won't say Bruno Mars is I know that I'm going to get to see him at some point. He's all like right. my second favourite artist of all time. But yeah. for me, it, it's, it's got to be Elvis live. Yeah. The, and look, the closest thing that I ever ever got to see of it is um, they did a thing where what, what they do is they took – they take the audio and the visuals from Elvis's concerts from Mm. about three or four different concerts. And they lift the audio and the visuals from that. And then his actual real band alive today are on stage and they had this big curtain and Elvis was just on the curtain and he's singing and they're playing the live music there. That's the closest that I'm ever going to get to that. But I was so fully immersed in the concert that, you know, when they shoot a concert, and especially back in the 70s, you know, the, and Elvis used to move around a lot, the mm. camera used to miss him. And so I, I knew that I was fully immersed when I, w- I would look to the stage to see what I was missing. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, he's not there. You're like, yeah. dickhead, he's been yeah. there, for, yeah. you know, 30 years. Mm. But that that concert... Uh, is probably the it is the closest that I'm ever going to get to see but he's still the one that if Mm. I if I could give my firstborn uh it would be for (laughs) it would be for for sure (laughs) yeah you're (laughs) a
0: massive I love you (laughs) but okay because you're a massive Elvis fan and I don't know much about when he was in his prime or I know he copped a lot of shit for later in his career and he was you know wearing the jumpsuits but when was prime Elvis According to oh. you, in your opinion.
1: See, I, I grew I grew up in a weird time where uh, I, I watched every single movie of his, so I love his movies. I understand their crap. I understand <laughs> their shit, horrible acting. Yeah. Some of the songs in there are just woeful, but I, I love that stuff. I definitely think he looked his best and pristine uh, sort of 60, 62 to 64. He just looked cherry ripe. He was a million bucks. Mm. And then when he did – uh the 68 comeback special through to about 73 74 and he, he did his 68 comeback special and then he was on he was just pumping out concerts in vegas and all that kind of stuff and mm. uh, madison square garden but he it was when he was trimmed taut, terrific fit his voice was on point look mm. oh, i think early alvis like 55 until he went to the army you have to give props to because that's when he did Heartbreak Hotel, That's mm. Alright, Little Mama, all that kind of stuff, which just put him in stardom. But then later in life, you know, he did his he did all his concerts, which just ah oh
0: mm.
1: uh, look if if I have if I have to pick, I would say I would say his concerts had a bigger influence on me. And watching, being able to watch his videos mm. and his concerts on videos, um, probably had a bigger impact. And, mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say 68 to about 74. Amazing.
0: 68. Okay, awesome. Thanks. I only needed you to say 68 to 74, but thanks for that two minute trip down memory lane. <laughs> <Ridiculous>. <laughs> oh shit! All right. All right. They are bringing it a bit more to the modern modern age. There, there has been, you know, like we used to hear when we were young listening to our music at the time and your grandparents would be like, that's not music. And then now us listening to shit. Like there's things that my my little sister listens to. I'm looking at her like, come on, man. Like have I have I taught you nothing? Have we not grown up in this musical household and you're listening to this mumble rap garbage? And <laughs> what do you think? Actually having having said that, a couple of years ago I was less I would listen less to more of the popular stuff. But since then I think it has made a bit of a comeback, and music is starting to be really good again. And you know, once okay, I'm never going to like mumble rap because I love rap. I've loved Tupac, I've loved Eminem, and and, and all the classics. They're the uh, greats. You, the you're greats. never going to beat them. And you love the way that they break it down and construct the story and 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 say it. And then, you know, I'm never going to like mumble rap and the and what they deliver. But that's fine. You don't have to like everything. But what do you think of? this more modern age of music and it's weird man because i've
1: got three teenagers and they all like well, they all like different stuff mm. um so the the eldest she is probably a little bit more boppy so she she got me onto sean mendes and i'm 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 I test i'm a sean mendes fan i got yeah. no no uh not embarrassed to admit that no, it's concert, love it great, it great. Yeah. the middle the middle child likes a variety of stuff like she'll she is she actually listens to a all the old school stuff. So mm. she's Aussie bogan rock, 60s, 70s, 80s, all that kind of stuff. But CJ, my youngest, he listens to more of the modern day stuff and he listens to all that crap. All, well, I shouldn't say crap because some of it is okay, but it's mm. all about, you know, stuff it's rap songs and stuff that we could never relate to and it's mm. not inspiring and stuff like that. Like you you know, you've listened to a lot of Tupac. A lot of his songs are very heartfelt. And yeah, yeah. there's a good there's a good message behind it, whereas the stuff they listen to is all about money and bitches. Yeah, and I don't I
0: feel
1: that. Yeah. I don't know. Like I can't I, I can't relate because I don't have money or bitches. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but the CJ listens to a lot of it and you know gun, you know sh- shooting up, shoot stuff, and I'm just like I I don't I don't get it. You're but getting, yeah. he loves it. Occasionally, he'll get me onto a a good song here or there, but most of the time. I think I like more the modern day pop stuff. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I feel that. I'm digging it. and especially his latest album, I'm really digging that stuff. Even the more modern day rock stuff, you know, mm. the odd song here or there, I quite, I quite like it. And it's weird, you come across a banger, and you know as well, you come across a banger, and we share it with each other, and then mm. you know, it instantly goes to our top five most played songs. Yeah. you know, it's um, but even, even more recently, I've you know, got more respect for artists like Pink that I had <laughs> no idea about.
0: Sorry, I had to put some classic in there. Pink, isn't it?
1: Yeah, even more modern day stuff. Like, I've got a better appreciation for Pink because of the yeah. missus. I didn't listen to too much of her, but... Actually, you know, she's a I, massive I like Pink it. fan, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The concert was amazing, too. Really poor.
0: Insane. Actually, I went to see her, not to make you jealous, but I did... I have seen Bruno Mars, and he was really good.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Don't Let's not talk about that. Not, it's the only time in our friendship you've ever hurt me. And... Uh, Let's not,
0: let's not talk about it. All right. Moving on to... Um, and we've got plenty of these, but this is a question that has been um, sent through to us, probably on purpose, because we know how embarrassing it's going to be, but your guilty pleasures, which is pretty much nearly everything. We're very eclectic, and like we've said before, we, we will go from pop to metal to classical to whatever. But... What's some of your more guilty pleasure tracks? Uh,
1: I've got no problems in uh, admitting to liking Shawn Mendes. (laughs) I
0: don't don't care about that. I don't think that's too bad. Shawn Mendes has got pipes. You know, he's got an amazing voice. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, I think. Okay, so one that when I was growing up, I was uh, was a guilty pleasure was Christina Aguilera. I was a huge Christina Aguilera fan, man.
0: Huge because of her music. Yeah, yeah.
1: Got a big picture of her on the wall. You, all the songs, loved it. But yeah. now, probably more modern, little bit of a guilty pleasure is probably BTS.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a massive one. I'm yeah, definitely I definitely love it. that. Nah, I'm with you on that. I've, I've uh, even tried to show other people and them sort of look at me like, what's going on here? You know, you know, they they don't sing in English, but then they started singing in English and it's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, love seven aged boys, you know, singing and dancing
0: on stage. <laughs> true and they could they dance so amazing it's it's so like mj inspired which is um what dynamite basically was it's just a tribute to mj unreal what's uh what's one what's one of your old school ones old well backstreet boys easy I know it's. Um, That's not a guilty pleasure. <laughs> that no, mate. I'm not. I'm not letting you have that one. That's not a guilty
1: pleasure. Are any not of those.
0: standing for that. No, those 90s pop. S Club 7, Aqua. I would still listen to them now. They're on. I've got so many different playlists, and uh, especially like my my shower playlist is more ballad uh singing time and i just go into power stance, and it's like you know i feel <laughs> yeah. like i'm on stage and there's water raining down on me <laughs> uh, do, you, do you fully look at the light and, like do the power do. as well like this is going to sound even worse because i've got like mood lights in there and they change and it feels like a spotlight is hitting me and the water is glistening across and yeah all the poses come out Actually a few times I even get I even get so animated that, you know, my arms will come up and I'll smash the door and I'll smash the tiles. <laughs> it, and it just snaps you back into reality. <laughs> it really does. I'm just singing, I'm like, fuck, I was singing that really good. I'm like, ah oh fuck. <laughs> Some of my my classic shower songs are that eternal song. It's not so much a sad song, but it's that, you know, I want to be the only one who loves you. I always sing that. I always sing uh, Wishes by Human Nature. I always sing Every Gosh. Time. Yeah. Every Time You Cry, John Farnham. And then it goes into Boys to Men, Pass You By. It's always that one. Some 112 songs. You're Still the One, Shania Twain. That's in my shower playlist. And then into oh, well, some. probably a Guilty Pleasure, think? Oh, there you go. Shania Twain is. One of my all-time favorites.
1: You know, you know what's probably a guilty pleasure for both of us Mm. is um, our love of film clip dance moves.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Anybody, anybody who knows us knows that these are the moves that we bust out regularly on on a dance floor. But um, remember the night that Chell and Daniel caught us (laughs) dancing to Backstreet Moves in the lounge room. Well, we're all blind drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I think uh, Actually, the last time I saw Daniel, he was trying to dig out the uh, the video from memories. But no, I don't think he's got oh, it. Oh, we've got to find it. It's one of our guilty pleasures for sure. Well,
0: half the time we really like the song yet, but then we'll see the film clip and it's got a sick dance and we're hooked. Sometimes the dance moves is, is enough. Is what hooks it. Yeah, it's a horrible song. But yeah, but that that little
1: shimmy <laughs> the, or that dance, little man. yeah
0: link that they do at that time is perfect. What are some of our uh, more choreographed songs? Obviously, we do Backstreets Back. Backstreet Boys. Then... Yeah. everybody NSYNC,
1: sync. Spice oh, Girls yes. stop right now. Footloose. Yep. Um. Ball Blitz. Uh. Wham. Wake me up. All before the grease ones.
0: Any of the grease songs yeah. All
1: the grease dance. Anything. Anything that's been in a film clip and is a dance move. That's what we do.
0: BTS. Yeah. This is making me want and to have it. one of it's our out in, karaoke it's out nights. in the public forum <laughs> and we can't take it back. <laughs> well, we've got uh, we're pretty famous for our karaoke nights. I've um, spent way too much money setting up my house as a studio just so we can <laughs> So we can ha- have these nights. We've got projectors. We've got lights. We've got all the best microphone equipment. We've got USB audio interfaces. We've got all the best XLR <laughs> cables. <laughs> it's just, if you want to record an album, come and rent out my lounge room. Because I will hook you up. <laughs> and, and you'll play drums for free. Yes. Got the drums in the background. I've got all the instruments. We've got tambourines. We're ready to rock. We can set you up. I just want a little producer's credit in little writing at the bottom of the album and the rest is yours. <laughs> <laughs> a but recording yeah. Studio ago. We do. My, my sister was actually giving me shit because she's like, what are you doing? And I was making tracks for, for our karaoke night. She's like, why are you even bothering? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, every time I come over, you and Clint play the same 30 or 40 songs. I'm like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> like, fair enough, <laughs> but <laughs> we want options. Like we've got... Over a thousand options, but it's right. We probably play the same fifty because when you do a karaoke night, it needs to be a banger. And but when we download and yeah. we think, oh, you know, we might want to sing that once. No, we won't, <laughs> and we don't. But we, uh, we
1: have our we have our hour of dance. We have our hour of rock. We have our hour of ballads. We have, yeah. and it's all set aside. Hour of uh, dance moves. <laughs> that's, that's how it rolls.
0: Oh, I love it when we bust down. We get ready for our slow jams. It's always so good. Hey um let let's give some people some music
1: to listen to. So the the songs that we're about to list now we're, we're gonna give you our top five songs that we're both
0: coming. Without with. a song or dance, what are we? So I say
1: thank you for the music for giving it to me.
0: Thank you for the music.
1: So thank us for this list later on. Paulie, hit us with your top five most played songs right now according to Spotify. All right. I'm
0: not Number cheating. Five. Number five first. Number
1: What's five
0: is uh, Lil Nas X Montero. Track. It is a great track. I think the first time I heard it was on an, on an award show and his style at the moment is... What is helping bring back this sort of generation of, you know, rap into, you know, he cops a lot of shit, obviously, for being very flamboyant and openly gay. And a lot of people can't hack that, but that's their problem. His tunes are unreal. And that is just an unreal track, an easy banger to sing to, dance to. Yeah, so that's number five. Number four is um, just a remix of Your Body, the full Cat Dealer's version.
1: Oh, that's a great version. <laughs> it is. That unread. is a great version. Yeah, yeah. you've got a workout playlist, you've got a dance
0: playlist, add that right now. Yeah, it will pump you up like nothing else. Or already a great track on its own, but remixed into... Actually, I've shown a few people. I've shown um, Maya and Marco. Uh, uh, we were driving home from, from a pub one night when we used to be allowed to go outside. Yeah, I played this song in the car and because it, it takes a little while to drop. But once it drops, and I remember Marco's fa- head just exploding. And they got married uh, earlier this year. And in the reception, he actually came out to this track and it was unfucking real <laughs> He came That's out dancing brilliant. to... I don't want nobody, but it, it was the best. <laughs> so yeah, I like that um, I helped produce their wedding album. <laughs> Number three On my most played Right now Is Eminem The Ringer I like that It's I'm in that mood a lot He's obviously pissed off In this song Of uh, You know Eminem has copped a lot of shit Over the time Sometimes unfairly But it's necessary Because it drives him To make stuff like this Where he just Writes and it just flows and it's amazing. And in this song, he just takes shots at everyone and it's unreal. He's he's one of he's one of the rare people that can make fun of a uh, of a singer or a style of singing. In his song, he will he will he will copy it to make fun of it, but it sounds amazing the way he does it. <laughs> he's something special, unreal. Uh, Eminem. Just one of my favorites, just a genius. Number two, I can't believe this is number two. <laughs> this is because of TikTok, by the way. This this came out on TikTok and they they did a, a a show on SNL and they were the guest and the guy, I don't know if he was off his head, but he was just really weird. That's Greta Van Fleet singing You're the One. He just did all these weird sort of movements and it became a TikTok thing and it exploded. And I like the song, so it's maybe I've been listening to it more than I thought. <laughs> But number one at the moment is uh, my favourite Italian band, the winners of uh, Eurovision, Maniskin, with their their version of Beggin', which I think is a 70s song. That, but their version is, wow. <laughs> the voice, the way it's, it starts, and we do voice. it on our karaoke. it's just a mood in itself. You can't help but sing and dance to it. So that is my... Yeah, it's, I, yeah. I dig that track a lot. Yeah, well, that's another one I think that got really big on TikTok. So TikTok is either making or breaking stuff at the moment. And <laughs> it's definitely helped my – these are not my five uh, top five favorite songs. It's just my most played right now. How about you? What's your top five at the moment? All right. No cheating. This is a little bit embarrassing. Uh, BTS, <laughs> Butter.
1: That's number <laughs> – um, just, just a great song. Just
0: a great Do you think song. Butter is better than Dynamite though? I don't think so. I like butter more than dynamite. Really? Yeah. That's that's one. See, we normally agree on a lot of things. That, what what do you like about it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Yeah? I just like it. I just, I just like it. I like it. I like the beat. I like yeah. it. It's upbeat. It gets me going. Dynamite's good mm. and I still love dynamite, but, but butter, I don't know. It just hits me different. I like it. Fair enough. It's your list. <laughs> <laughs> number four is the same as your number one, Beggin'. Yep. It's just a banger song. Uh, number three, CJ got me onto this song, Confetti, and it's called People Suck. And it's just exactly what the title says. It's just about people <laughs> sucking and how bad they yeah. are and how shit they are. It's got a nice little beat to it. I don't think I've heard that one. I'm going to have to play it. Get on it. It's right. uh, added to a playlist. It's, it's very good. Um, number two is the new song by Silk Sonic called Skate. I love I love Bruno Mars. Anything and everything Sonic. he does, I will just love. Uh, so love it.
0: That's the one he features in, right?
1: And no, no. So Silk Sonic is his uh, new duet that he does with um, uh, okay. uh, Andre Park, I think it is. So they did um, leave the door open, and then this is their second song, um, uh. "Skate." Catchy little tune. It's not too bad. Number one is Ed Sheeran's new
0: song called "Shivers." Yeah. It's a bit
1: of a dancey one, bit different for him. Um, good track. That's good. Five of them. Adam, listen.
0: <laughs> is that is Shivers on um, Ultra Star? is that available for us to do don't know don't I haven't have? looked because uh, that will be good to sing getting
1: sure. back to what we were saying about earlier on about our dance moves yep and ripping them directly from video clips <laughs> what do you reckon are some of your most iconic film clips
0: I have many film clips that I like. And it's not its not even about, it's purely about the film clip and not even about some, obviously some of the songs I like. But there's that Fatboy Slim song with um, Christopher Walken when he does the dance all through yep. that mall. I think it's called Weapon yep. of Choice. Good song, not one of my favourite songs, but absolutely amazing film clip. Whoever thought of that is a freaking genius because Christopher Walken is just an absolute king to me. <laughs> I fucking love him. Another one purely for the film clip is the Kanye West song Fade. Don't really like Kanye. I appreciate some of his earlier stuff, but that song and Teyana Taylor dancing in that film clip, Jesus. My, yeah, you you my were perfect talking about woman. That
1: film for a long time after you first saw <laughs> it.
0: Let's just say <laughs> I watched that film clip on mute a lot of times. <laughs> so you, so your phone's in your left hand. What's your right hand doing? <laughs> Just she is the perfect woman. If you don't know who Tiana Taylor is, Google it and you're welcome. Madonna Vogue, just that classic, I don't know, I love Madonna. Uh, she's another sort of legend. She, she would actually be another one that I would have liked to have seen live. Yeah. Madonna's got bangin' film clips all over though. Like She, she did does have.
1: Like a Prayer, like which a is prayer amazing. Yeah. Um, Material Girl, which is a rip-off from um, Diamonds, a girl's best friend. But yeah. all of her film clips
0: are insane one that I actually love and I love the song and it's simple but it suits the song the pretender by the foo Fighters I think oh but when it gets to that scene with the big red glass thing in the back and it's waiting for that beat to drop and then it just explodes I just think it's just perfect way of explaining that song when we sing it and on ultra and uh, yeah that's exactly how it feels when that I just feel like I want to run through the window and jump off the balcony when that happens. <laughs> and obviously you can't ever leave out Michael Jackson when you're talking about video clips. Thriller. It's, I think he was sort of the first guy, not took them seriously, but like turned them into movies. It became a production. It became, you know, it had yeah. credits on him. There was directors. It was, it was unreal. It was like double the length of the actual song. <laughs> and it was... Yeah. Thriller, Unreal, Smooth Criminal, Unbelievable. Even black and White. Black and White, Beat It, all these clips. The way clips. you make me feel, that, dan- <sighs> that dance breakdown in the middle of it. Just nearly all of them. He doesn't have many bad ones, to be honest. And then, obviously, some honourable mentions to some more modern artists. Lady Gaga does a fantastic job. Her field clips are uh, another level than Beyonce, I would say, as well. She does... Single Ladies is... You know, one of those simple, brilliant ones. One of the most iconic film clips of all time, Mm, I reckon. That um and what's the one with uh the one on the beach? Drunk in love. Drunk in love, another classic ripper, ripping film clip. Yeah. I think anything
1: from those nineties boy band, girl bands. Yeah. You know, Spice Girls, you know, Spring to Mime, Backstreet Boys have you know, three or four real uh, sort of iconic film clips that just I don't know. They just play in my memory. Mm. Um, Again, anything from MJ. Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, ripper.
1: I don't know why. Like, they're on concert for some of it. They use Mm. Wayne's World for some of it. Yeah. But it's just iconic. I think uh, everybody knows it. One that blew my mind when I first, very first saw it was um, Smells Like Teen Spinner by Nirvana.
0: Yeah.
1: I just remember first... I'd never heard Nirvana. That was the first Nirvana song that I ever heard, and it was the first time I ever saw the film clip at the same time. And I was just—I remember just stopping and just watching it. I'm like, "What is this? I need to hear more." And so, Nirvana, Nirvana is just—and um, especially that film clip was is always a good one. Foo Fighters' "Learn to Fly" is an amazing film clip as well. True. Jack Black, yeah. 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 But um, uh, what, what, one of the – OK Go, or Here We Go by OK Go. Here we go, we, here we go. They're on the treadmills.
0: Oh, yeah, that one, that's I a classic, yeah. I don't, know, uh, I don't know why. <laughs> it's four guys just dancing on treadmills. <laughs> that is a brilliant idea, actually. That was a good one. Yeah, well, I forgot about that. All right, we'll finish on this, all right? What do you reckon? And this is just up to you. Your top five artists, you have to only choose five. You could only listen to five. What are your five? I'll go five, four, three,
1: two, one. Yeah. Metallica to get my my metal fix. Yeah. MJ, spoken about him heaps, we love it. The Beatles, yep. um, one of the most iconic bands of all time. Can't go without it. Bruno Mars, love Bruno. And yep. if you've been paying attention, Elvis.
0: <laughs> I like it. Give us yours. Lenny Kravitz, so much talent. He did a lot of his early stuff in his garage by himself, playing every instrument and that's just blows my mind and how good it sounds and things now that you would... When you look back, listen to it, it's just... I don't know how he does it, how he had that artistic mind, his way that he put a song together, that he layered, the way he layered songs and added, you know, different classical parts. Unreal. With Lenny Kravitz, do you think... I know you and I love him, mm. and but do you think he
1: he's underrated a little bit in terms of one of the greats?
0: I think so. I think because now people, if, uh, this is going to sound bad, but if he died 20 years ago, he would be seen differently. He would be seen as an absolute legend. Yeah. But because he's still there and he's still going and he's still on social media and he posts, you know, he's, he's pushing 60, he's got a six pack and I don't know. The girls like it but a lot of people don't respond well to this type of behavior so he probably doesn't get the yeah, yeah. respect that he that he deserves but if you look through his discography and go through just listen to Let Love Rule from start to finish it tells so many different stories and that's just him and no one else I can imagine you know there's there's great actors who who would get a role like we said in the last one, talking about Heath Ledger and he locked himself away for however many months and just fully method became this person. I feel like that's how Lenny would have approached his music. He just, you know, would be in this garage for months on end and just produce this magic. Next on my list would be Eminem, just because I feel like he can have his silly songs and we get in that mood for that silly house his songs are his he's not happy (laughs) and he's just you know (laughs) i feel like they're my two moods i'm either happy or i'm smashing something so it's just it's more helps to describe my personality in music number three i had a three and two here which were both metal bands but i'm gonna have to change it i'm gonna pick avenged over metallica as my metal fix as much as i love metallica but I don't know, I think Avenged more influenced me in my drumming, whereas Metallica drumming is drumming shit, nothing glassy shit. <laughs> <As> far, <laughs> there as far, you go, <laughs> folks, you heard it. <laughs> Bang. As far as drummers go, I mean, he was amazingly kept the band together somehow, but for technical drumming, you know, not one of my faves, but still decent nonetheless. But Avenged... Just so many bangers, amazing drumming. I love the the harmony guitars, which they always do. One guitar low, one guitar high. M. Shadows' voice. I mean, he would be, if I had to go gay for anyone, it's going to be M. Shadows, let's just face it. He's got those cute little dimples. <laughs> I can't help myself. Not even Juddy? <laughs> no, nah, not even Juddy. i have choose M. Shadows way more. Two, I've changed to MJ just because, just for how many tracks he's got he's just got so 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 many tracks that are in the top 100 ever I just feel like you could never get bored listening to MJ and number one out of nowhere because I haven't really spoken too much about rap but in my teenage years say from you know 12 onwards Tupac (laughs) Shakur just unreal I, I can't put into too many words how how much he influenced me with a lot of his storytelling, he he did have a lot of those crap songs, I won't say crap, but songs about, you know, nothing, just those popular songs that he needed to throw in there, but obviously hit him up, which was, I know, you know, a, a real diss track, and there was a lot of hurt behind it, but the emotion behind it, you could see he'd completely lost it, and no, no amount of facts that ever got thrown at him was ever going to change his mind. He's blamed these people and he wants everyone to know it and easily the best diss track of all time but just, just so, so many, so many other really amazing. Brenda's got a baby into Changes which was obviously reworked after he died. Yeah, just so many that and then obviously loving some of his acting in Juice and Poetic Justice and Gang Related and among others but... Tupac is my number one. He was so young, man. He was so young. Every time I talk to Tupac fans and we, we speak about it, just think, look, he's I think he actually died today or yesterday, 25 years ago. So think about where that rap game would have gone, how many tracks he would have made, how many bangers that we've missed out on, unfortunately, due to losing arguably the greatest you know rapper of all time.
1: I am glad that his legacy lives on. Like I am, I am happy that he gets, he's got all the recognition, and that no one's ever going to take that number one mantle away from him. Like even, even M, as good as he is, and he's been rapping for as long as what, as long mm. as we've known, um, and M and M will keep going for another x amount of years. He'll just never get the title. It's, it's bucks.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they we throw around the goat uh, tag way too easy these days. Eminem is probably the greatest of his generation, of his style, absolutely. But if you're going to put the whole rap game into, you know, break it down, it's got to be East versus West and it's got to be Tupac versus Biggie and no one else is in the conversation as far as I'm concerned. That's wrapped up our musical episode, Clint. I think this has easily been the best episode we've ever done. There's no doubt I thought about the it. the last
1: episode was the best episode we've ever done.
0: Nah, every episode is the best episode we've ever done, so.
1: All right, so the next episode. So this is the best episode, but the next one's going to be the
0: best one. Well, that we've done at the time. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Go watch it. Go watch Obsession, and you'll get it. <laughs> Got it. Right. Check. Uh, all right, pal. It's been great talking to you again. We'll see you back. Uh, same time, same channel next week. Love you, buddy. We'll see you next week. See you, mate. See you, pal.